Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. And follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other uh, programs, and in particular this week, The Amazing World of Radio over at amazing.greatdetectives.net. We are into our summer series, and we started out with Granby's Green Acres, and coming up this week, we'll be playing Minute C. And if you're wondering what the theme is, it's a summer of summer replacement programs. Every uh, program that we feature this season was chosen as a replacement for another series, uh, but was never picked up. Uh, There are some really interesting and fun series we'll be playing, uh, no more than two episodes of any program during the course of the whole series. So, uh, going to be a lot of variety and something new every week. So, check it out at amazing.greatdetectives.net. And you can find all of our other podcasts, uh, including Public Domain Video Theater, OTR Superman, and uh, The War, all at the uh, top sidebar over at greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for this week's episode of The Fat Man, the original air date. June 23rd, 1955, and the title is Murder in the Dark. There he goes into that drugstore. He's stepping on the scales. Weight, 239 pounds. Fortune... Danger. Who is it? The Fat Man. And now, here's the Fat Man in... Murder in the Dark. This one began at a party out in a swank estate up around Fairview. The host was one of those rich art collectors who valued his possessions a great deal more than the people he invited to his home. So I was hired to watch the art treasures, the silverware, and a priceless collection of guns in the trophy room. Nobody took the trouble of introducing me to any of the guests, so I was glad I'd brought Kathy along as a kind of technical assistant. But even she deserted me at times, so I parked myself next to a tray of crab meat savories and began to nibble. While I was at it, a gorgeous brunette sidled up to me and started a conversation. All by yourself? And it was until you came along. How about you? No, I've got a husband around somewhere. But I'm not looking for him. That's good. You're Dumont, aren't you? Who? Dumont, the art critic. Not me. Oh, but you must be. I know everybody else. I wish I did. I don't know anybody. Not even the host. Well, come on. I'll introduce you to Mr. Grayson. And break up this, Tucson. Grayson can wait. For heaven's sake, who are you? Brad Runyon. Runyon? You're not someone I should know. Uh, Not unless you're out to steal the silver. I beg your pardon? I'm a detective. A private detective. Well, I must say, that's a surprise. 
Who hired you? Mr. Grayson? No, I've never met the gentleman. His attorney did the honors. I see. Anything wrong? Well, I am a bit shocked. I had no idea everybody was being watched. Oh, it isn't as bad as all that. Isn't it? Aren't you watching us? I'm watching you. But then I enjoy doing that. That will do, Mr. Runyon. You better keep your mind on your work. Mmm, yourself. Oh, Kathy. Where in the world have you been? Mixing with the horsey sack. Didn't you tell me to find out who everybody was? Uh-huh. Who is everybody? Well, that white-haired gentleman over there by the fireplace is our host, Miss Grayson. And the young man he's talking to is Mr. Marco. What about the brunette I was talking to? Didn't you get her name? No. What were you doing? Trying to get her telephone number? No, but I will when yours is out of order. I like that gown she was wearing. You would. I'm still trying to figure out what holds it up. Not your mind, dear. I thought you were hired to keep an eye on the silverware. Well, I've got two eyes. And they're both popping out of your head. Wait a minute, baby. What's the matter? Somebody slipped into the trophy room. How do you know? The door's closed. Well, don't run away. Where are you going? Inside. Oh, it's you. Why, Mr. Runyon, are you following me around? Not a bit. I'm just keeping tabs on the people who come into this room. Well, you haven't been very careful. What do you mean? Look, somebody's stolen a pistol from the wall. There were two in that set. Now one of them is missing. Oh, that's interesting. You going to report it? No. Pardon. Put it back later. I'll have to wrestle with you for it. You wouldn't dare. Come on, come on. It was a nice trick, but it didn't work. Why not? Because you're the only one who's been in this room. Besides, you can't hide a pistol in a bag that small. It bulges. All right, you win. Then suppose you tell me what you wanted the gun for. I didn't want the gun, Mr. Runyon. I just wanted to find out if you really were detective. Well, I guess we can go home pretty soon now, Kathy. The party's breaking up. Yeah, it's about time. Didn't you have any fun? Not with you. You were chasing that brunette around all night. I had to, honey. I was trying to find out what she was up to. Why? Because a dame like that can make a lot of trouble if she gets a gun in her hand. That's why I never let her out of my sight. You think she really wanted that pistol? I don't know. But she never got it. After that first break, she never came near this room. Then who did? What do you mean? Look at the wall, Brad. That pistol's missing. You're chasing around out here on the driveway, Brad. I'm looking for that dame's car. She might not have left yet. What difference does it make if she hasn't got the gun? She may have it now. Whoever took it off that wall might have... What is it, Brad? Look. The dame and that guy Marco kissing each other. Where? In that parked car. That's some clinch, isn't it? Whoa, whoa. Two seconds more, and they'll break the record. You don't suppose he's her husband, do you? <laughs> Not when they kiss like that. Oh, I'm going to break it up. Come on, baby. Brad, don't. Come on. I've got to find out about that gun. What are you going to do? Cough or knock on the door? Neither. I'm going to budge right in. Oh, oh, excuse me. I thought this was my car. Just a minute. Yes? You didn't think this was your car. You made that mistake on purpose. Did I? I'm sure you did. You've been watching me all evening. Oh, is this the man, Gloria? Yes. He says he's a private detective, but I still don't believe him. 
I do. I've heard of the fat man before. Thank you, Mr. Marco. What's your game, Runyon? We asked you to come here tonight. Mr. Grayson's attorney. Huh? What for? I've already told your friend here. I was hired to keep an eye on some of Mr. Grayson's valuable possessions. Nothing else? Not a thing. And what you just saw in this car doesn't concern you, does it? No, Mr. Marco. Mm-hmm. That's fine. The less said about it, the better. Understand? Sure. Only I don't like to be threatened. Oh, this isn't a threat, Runyon. It's a bribe. It's $50 for keeping your mouth shut. My mouth isn't that big, Mr. Marco. Oh, go on. Take it. It's worth 50 Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, dropped it on the floor. Uh, I'll get it. No, it's all right. I have it. Only I'm not going to keep it. Why not? Because I don't take money from strangers. Say. Say, come back here. See you again, Mr. Marco. Come on, Kathy. Hurry up. What happened, Brad? Brandy. You've got to speak to Mr. Grayson right away. Why, did, did you find the gun? No, but I know where it is. In Mr. Marco's pocket. Are you certain about this, Runyon? Positive, Mr. Grayson. He has the gun, all right. I felt it in his pocket when I bent over him in the car. Well, I can't understand why Marco should want to steal a pistol of mine, especially that one. It's not a valuable item. It shoots, doesn't it? Well, I should imagine so. And that's why he wants it. He and that Gloria woman have been after it all evening. What Gloria woman? That good-looking brunette in the white satin gown. You were talking to her a couple of times tonight. Oh, yes. Of course. She's pretty sweet on this Marco guy, isn't she? I wouldn't know. Well, I would. And if they were planning to knock off her husband or somebody like that, it might be a pretty good dodge to use one of your guns. Heavens, man, you don't think they're contemplating murder, do you? I don't know what's in their minds. I'm not going to monkey around trying to find out. As long as I get that gun back, there's nothing for you to worry about. But there is. There is, Runyon. What do you mean? You can't help it if she wants to bump off her husband. Don't be a fool. We've got to stop her. Why, Mr. Grayson? Why are you so concerned about her private affairs? But they're not her private affairs. They're mine. Don't you understand? Gloria is my wife. Well, good night, Kathy. If I can make it, I'll be around to pick you up the first thing in the morning. You think Mr. Grayson will be safe? He ought to be. We're the only ones who know he's spending the night at his club. What about his wife? I left a note for her, saying he was called out of town. And Marco? Don't worry, baby. He and Gloria won't try anything for a long while yet. Why not? Because they know it will mean a chair for them. After what we saw in the car tonight, they'll never be able to kill Grayson and get away with it. Not unless they're awfully cagey. But Marco still has that gun. Not anymore, honey. I peeked into the trophy room before we left. That pistol was right back on the wall. Uh, hello. Uh, hello, uh, Mr. Runyon? Yeah, that's right. Oh, this is Marco, Runyon. I wake you? Yeah, what, what do you want? I, uh, want to make an appointment with you. Early tomorrow morning. I see you in your office. You can if you let me get some sleep. What's it all about? I'll tell you when I see you. What's it all about, Marco? It's about a murder. I want you to prevent it from happening, Runyon. Why? Who's going to get killed? Me. Son of a gun. Get him to come down here at 9 o'clock in the morning when he doesn't show up. Is that you, Marco? No. It's me. Oh. How do you do? 
How do you do, Mr. Runyon? My name is Grayson. I beg your pardon? Hattie Grayson. Any relation to the man I worked for last night? Why, yes. I'm his sister. Oh, that's right. I think you were pointed out to me at the party. Well, I didn't stay very long. I keep to my room most of the time. You live with your brother? Yes. On the third floor. Well, what can I do for you, Miss Grayson? Accept my check for $500. Well, that'll be a pleasure. Not until you find out what I want you to do for it. What's the catch? Do you know a man by the name of Paul Marco? Yes, he'll be here any minute. No, Mr. Runyon. He's not coming. Why not? Because he's dead. What's that? He's dead, Mr. Runyon. I killed him. When? Early this morning. I shot him with a revolver. Now, look here, Miss Grayson. If this is your idea... Please. I came to see you because I'm in trouble. I want you to get me out of it. Oh, I'm sorry, but this is no job for me. You don't need a detective. You need a lawyer. Not if you help me. Nobody will suspect me, Mr. Runyon. I had no reason for killing him. Then why did you do it? I... I was afraid. Of what? Him. I was afraid that he'd kill me because I knew about him and Gloria. Don't you understand? No. Oh, they were shameless, Mr. Ruckett. Shamelessly in love. Even so, that's not against the law. But murder is. Then you won't help me. Help you? I'm going to turn you over to the police. Oh, but you can't, Mr. Runyon. I told you all this in strict confidence. This is more than a confidence, Miss Grayson. I'm not withholding information on a murder case for you or anybody else. Then I'm going. No, you're not. Sit down. No. Sit down, I said. Hey, drop that paperweight. I won't. Drop it, you crazy... No. Oh, confound it. You broke my water cooler. Now you better behave. Let go of me, you fool. I tell you, if you try to hold me here... Bill! Yes, who is it? Me, Brad, Kathy. Good. You got here just in time. What's the matter? Don't ask any questions. Just call up Mackenzie over at headquarters and get him over here. Tell him I've got the murderer of Paul Marco. Paul Marco? You must be crazy, Brad. Why? Because Marco's alive. He's waiting for you downstairs in his car. Couldn't find a place to park, Runyon. Well, I sure am glad to see you. In one piece, anyway. Well, what do you mean? Grayson's sister just told me a nice little fairy tale about you. Hattie, was she in your office? Yeah. I didn't know she was allowed out of the house. What's wrong with her? Well, couldn't you tell? She isn't all there. Suffers from an overactive imagination. Yeah, I might have guessed it was something like that. Well, she had me fooled. What did she tell you? Well, it isn't really important now. Hey, what's on your mind, Markham? That's what I told you last night. Somebody's anxious to kill me. Who? Mr. Grayson. How do you figure that? Well, he called me over last night after the party. Asked me to come over to his house. When was this? About two, oh, three o'clock in the morning. Go on. Well, I was smart enough not to go up to the front door and ring the bell. I saw a light in the living room, so I walked around the side and looked through a window. And? He was standing there in the middle of the room, loading a revolver. What kind of lie is that, Marco? What? Are you and Gloria still trying to kill Grayson? What are you talking about? That lie you just told me. 
You're trying to build up a case against Brayson so you can bump him off and claim it was self-defense. Oh, you're crazy. Beat it, Marco. And don't try anything foolish. Grayson wasn't home last night. He was at his club. No. Go on, beat it. I've got work to do. Don't ever get a job from me, Ronnie. Good. Brad, Brad. What's the matter, honey? That Grayson woman, she got away from me in the office. When? Just now. I turned my back on her for a second and she was gone. Well, there's no point in looking for her around here. We'd better go over to the Hillary Club and tell Mr. Grayson. Grayson? Uh, Mr. George Grayson? That's right. Are you ringing his room? Well, I will, sir, but I know he's not there. What do you mean? He checked out, sir, early this morning. When? Oh, about ten minutes after he came in. You see, he didn't spend the night here. Doesn't somebody answer the door? Don't ask me, dear. Why not? With all the servants Grayson has, you'd think one of them would come. Oh, at last. Yes. Is Mr. Grayson in? Well, I don't know if yes or not. Chris should answer door because I am working kitchen. But he is upstairs. A fine thing. Well, you come in, please, yes? Thank you. All right, go. Find Chris. Thank you again. Think anybody's home, Brad? How can you tell in a stadium like this? Come on, let's wait in the library. Oh, feel like reading. No. Then why the library? A little privacy, dear. I'm going to put my arms around you. Oh, what a nice idea. Will you come into my parlor? I don't know. These spiders have it too easy. Come on, come on. Brad, Brad, you're so rough. That's because you're so smooth. Now... Now. Oh, oh, darling. You can be so romantic when you want to be. How do you mean? You carry your own moon around. All I have to do is light it up. Sometimes it lights by itself. Well, I wish it would... Oh, Brad. What's the matter? Somebody's sitting in that chair. Hey, what's the idea? Get up out of there. I... I... Don't think he can. You're right, Kathy. He's dead. Oh. Marco. Had a scotch out of this glass and cashed in. What is it? it smells like cyanide. You doing it, baby? Somebody's coming. Chris? No. The woman. Quick, get down behind the desk. I'm down. The Grayson Dane, the cuckoo. Good God! Wait. Mr. Marco. Mr. Marco, I know you're in here. Where are you? Stop the noise, Kathy. I didn't hurt you. I just frightened the gun out of your hand. Feel up, Kathy. Right. Oh, Mr. Ryan, how did you get in here? Your Swedish maid did the honors. Evidently, Chris wasn't working. But... What are you trying to do, Hattie? Kill a dead man? What? I'll talk to you later. Call up headquarters, Kathy. This time there really is a corpse. <laughs> Cyanide poisoning, all right. From this whiskey decanter on the desk. You didn't touch anything, did you, Brad? Nothing but Kathy, Mac. Now, how about you, Chris? Did you come into this room after you let Marco in? No, sir. And you think he was in here alone, huh? Yes, sir. Miss Hattie was up on the third floor and nobody else was home. Well, I don't get it. If Marco was murdered by anybody in this house, how did the murderer get him to come here and take this drink? That's what I don't understand. 
Marco was afraid to come here last night because of Mr. Grayson yet this afternoon. This afternoon? He might have known Grayson wasn't home. He did, sir. How do you know? I told him, sir. When? Uh, on the telephone, sir, just a few minutes before he came here. Oh, I see. He called up first to make sure the coast was clear. Yes, sir. Did he ask about Mrs. Grayson? Yes, sir. I told him she was expected home any moment. Oh, so he came over here, waited for her at the library, and poured out a drink. That's right. Oh, it doesn't make sense, Brad, and you know it. Why not? Because there isn't any way to commit murder like that. If Grayson or that screwball sister of his wanted to kill Marco, they wouldn't leave poison around in a whiskey decanter and wait for him to drink it. But one of them must have put that poison there. Grayson and his sister are the only ones who had a reason for killing Marco. If Marco was supposed to be killed... Huh? Maybe that drink he had was intended for Grayson. You mean... How about it, Chris? Was Mr. Grayson in the habit of having a drink here after his lunch? Uh, Why, yes, sir. He always had his brandy in the library when he was home. Well, that's it, Runyon. Marco was poisoned by mistake. Of course. Whoever put the cyanide in that decanter meant it for Grayson. Then there's only one person who could have done it. Who? Grayson's wife, Gloria. I don't get it, Brad. What do you expect to find in Marco's apartment? Nothing. Then why did you borrow the key from the superintendent? I've got an idea, baby. If Gloria put the poison in that decanter, she did it without letting Marco know. So? So she's bound to get in touch with him sometime. And if she drops in at the apartment, we might be able to trap her into a confession. Well, at least we can try. Paul? Uh-uh. She's here. Paul? Is that you? No. It's the fat man. Run. What do you want? I want to know why you're here, for one thing. Well, I... I'm waiting for poor Marco. I've been looking for him all day. You should have looked in your own home. What? You might have saved yourself a lot of trouble. What are you driving at? Don't play dumb with me, baby. I'm investigating a murder, and you're right in the middle of it. No. Don't deny it. You've been wanting to kill your husband ever since you fell in love with Marco. If I hadn't caught you with that gun last night... No, we put it back. Sure you did. And this morning you figured out another way of killing him. I didn't. Stop the noise. You're wanted for murder, Mrs. Grayson. But I didn't kill him. Then who did? I don't know. Come on, come on. Who put that poison to the canter? I don't know what you're talking about. You will when the police get through with you. Who put the poison in that decanter? Paul. It was Paul. He did it. He must have. Paul is dead, Mrs. Grayson. What? He's the one who drank the poison. You're lying. He's dead, I tell you. You should have tipped him off. You're lying. You're trying to trick me. You tricked yourself. Come on, you. I'm turning you over to the police. No. Let me go. Don't get rough, sister. Stop kicking or I'll let you have it. Let go of me. Never call Kathy. We're taking her to the car. I won't go. Yes, you will. You'll go if I have Oh, you little devil. What happened, Brad? She bit me. The car's right over here, Mrs. Grayson. Will you come quietly or do I have to carry you? Why are you taking me? Back to your house. Mackenzie's waiting for us. You're making a mistake, Mr. Runyon. I didn't kill Marco, and I didn't put the poison in the decanter. We'll see about that. Brad, look out! Huh? The man in that car, he's got a gun. Pick it up! Oh, glory, that was a close call for all of us. Stay here, baby. I'm going after that car. Brad, no, those shots were meant for you. No, they weren't. They were meant for me. What? My husband was driving that car. 
Brady. We'll overtake him in a minute. Don't get excited, Runyon. This is a police car, not an aeroplane. Okay, okay. I don't want to lose him. We'll get him now on this straight stretch. Don't wreck him. For Pete's sake, be quiet or I'll wreck all of us. Pull over. We'll run you off the road if you don't. We've got him now. He's slowing down. Give him a chance, will you? He's doing it, you know. Nice work, Brady. Nice work. All right, Runyon. He's yours. Thanks. You better come with us, Mr. Grayson. You're under arrest. Did I kill her? No, but you're under arrest just the same. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter anymore. Nothing mattered after I found out I'd lost her. I wanted them both to die. Then you killed Marco. Marco? No. What do you mean? I didn't know he was dead. Now sit down, everybody, and please be quiet. I don't want nobody to leave this library. Okay, okay. Now let me get back to you, Mr. Grayson. You say you didn't put the poison in this decanter. Why, no, I've been gunning for Marco all day. If I'd seen him, I'd put a bullet through his head the way I was going to last night. Then you must have done it, Mrs. Grayson. Either you or Hattie or, or Chris. Or the gardener or the Swedish maid. You can't accuse everybody, Max. Why not? Because only one person killed Marco. And I think I know who it is. Oh, uh-huh. who? A person who knew that Marco drank scotch. What? Here. Look at this decanter, Max. The one with the poison in it. Yeah. Smell anything? Sure, cyanide. Nothing else? Well, it's scotch, isn't it? Of course it's scotch. But Chris told us that Mr. Grayson was in the habit of drinking brandy in here. Then the poison wasn't meant for him at all. That's right, Max. The poison was meant for Marco. Only the murderer wanted us to think it was all a mistake. Why, Brad? Because it makes Mrs. Grayson look guilty. You killed Paul Marco, Hattie. Me? Yes, Hattie. You killed him because he was ruining your brother's life. Well, I told you, Mr. Runyon. I told you I killed him. You told me before he was dead. Oh, no. I shot him after. At least I tried to. That was to throw us off the track. That's ridiculous. No, Hattie, it's pretty clever. Only a mind like yours would have thought of it. And it might have worked if there were brandy in that decanter. But the scotch is going to convict you. Hey, who cut off those lights? Watch him, Max. He's going for that decanter. Chris, quick, turn on the lights. I'll get the Brad. Hurry up. There, there's the light. It's too late, Kathy. She smashed the decanter. No, Mr. Runyon. It dropped out of my hand after I took a drink of it. I spend my life in getting into trouble and getting out of it. But at the same time, I generally manage to get some other people in and out of trouble, too. Be seeing you again. So long. Welcome back. 
Uh, this was one where they really made you work to keep up with who was going to be the victim before you could even figure out who might be the killer. Well, uh, listener comments and feedback, and we'll get this off of YouTube. Sherry writes, I really enjoyed this one. The Fat Man is one of my favorites. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Jonathan, Patreon supporter since March of 2020, currently supporting us at the Seamus level of $4 or more per month. Well, that will do it for now. Uh, reminder, if you do enjoy this podcast, be sure to rate it, and uh, if you so uh, desire, review it wherever you listen to the uh, podcast. But join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X, and we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of The Fat Man. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.